welcome to the Essay for FAs Retirement Advisor Podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic is the trend towards 65 to 75-year-olds staying active in the workforce. The Economist recently published a lead story on the so-called young-old, or yold, as the British publication dubbed the Japanese term for workers aged 65 to 75. As is well known, the aging of the Japanese population has advanced farther than in other developed societies. The median age in Japan today is 48, a full decade above the median U.S. age. For that reason, Japan is apparently obsessed with guiding its aging population to good health, setting goals for everything from blood pressure readings to the number of steps people walk a day. This, according to another British publication, the Financial Times, which reports that the average Japanese man gained an entire year of good health between 2013 and 2016, thanks to these efforts. But back to The Economist. The Weekly Journal says the height of the baby boom was 1955 to 1960. Add to that the traditional retirement age of 65, and you get a peak in the number of boomers hitting 65 over the next five years, redefining what retirement is. The Economist finds this redefinition in the realm of work, noting that in 2016, one-fifth of 65-year-olds continued working and that number continues to accelerate. The Economist also notes that this population is both wealthier and healthier than its predecessors, and says that working keeps people healthy longer. I'd add the obvious point that it keeps them wealthy longer, too. You can read the article yourself for the details, but one detail that I will note cites research that continued work slows down cognitive decline and that workers in the retirement age bracket have a cognitive capacity of people one and a half years younger. This all makes intuitive sense, and while the matter continues to attract the study of gerontologists and other scientists, it brought to mind a story I heard from an elderly person now in his upper 70s who was extremely active and sharper than a tack. This person once literally drove into an active riot, with hoodlums attacking his car, reaching in and attacking him as he drove with passengers in the back seat. He somehow maneuvered away, reached a safe location, parked the car, and promptly fainted. He woke up in the ER with a doctor stitching his head. He remarked to the doctor that it was a miracle that he hadn't fainted until he parked the car. Had he not done so, he and his passengers might have been in a very bad way. The doctor replied, It was no miracle at all. A person does not pass out while he is exerting effort. He passes out when he stops exerting effort. I'm not a scientist or physician, but it seems to me that this doctor's response has a lot of explanatory power. It's no surprise that continuing work for those 65 and older is the sort of exertion that would help stave off mental and physical decline. The use-it-or-lose-it phenomenon can be seen in all walks of life. Physically, you stay strong by exercising, take time off of your exercise, and you now have to work harder to get back to where you once were. Mentally, I'll note from my own experience that when I bother to learn something important, I verbalize what I have learned. I don't mind being the weird guy who's always muttering to himself. I really don't want to lose my investment in learning, which would stem from just reading something without any effort to seal it in my memory. So we shall see if The Economist is correct about this decade being the decade of the young old. I think it will be since many other sources point to this trend of staying in the workplace, often out of necessity. But I think there's a lesson in this for those who aren't financially forced to continue working, 
and that is that they should do so voluntarily. It doesn't mean you need to receive a paycheck, though that's not a bad thing. It's just that you can do what you love, whether that is writing a book, teaching tennis, or engaging with your old colleagues without the pressure, while securing your mental and physical well-being. That way you can have your retirement and enjoy it too, with both wealth and health. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gil at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.